Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. How often do you get paid? Or more importantly, what do you do when you get paid? If you're savvy with your money, then you probably already have a process on how you go about divvying it up and all the different places that it needs to go. But our talk today is geared towards our folks who are not sure what that process should look like for them. So to start off, let's just talk about, you know, that that little statement that we get, you know, people call yeah. it a pay stub, you know, and there's just all kinds of stuff on it, like all these line items. And mm-hmm. there's some that make it really simple. Others that make it super complicated. Uh, if you've ever seen one for the military, it is. They're beautiful. Outrageous. I'm a military brat. I understand <laughs> that, but I'm like one out of a bajillion who don't. Um, but I think, you know, before you can understand how to use something, you have to understand how to look at it and see what you're, you know, what you're looking at and understand it. So um, when you're reviewing your pay stub, you know, have you ever wondered why there's a big difference between your gross pay and your net pay, what goes into your bank account? I know my first check, I was so excited. I saw that gross <laughs> number. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I saw the last number. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, I'm 16. How am I paying $200 in taxes? Like, yeah. It just made no sense to me. I don't know why I thought because I was younger, I shouldn't pay any. But, you know, it's important to understand what those deductions are um, when you're talking about your federal and your state tax, Social Security, Medicare. Yes. And then if you're in a job that offers benefits, understanding those benefits and how those work within your paycheck, how much of it you're paying, Mm -hmm. how much of it your employer's paying. Because we've talked before about when you're looking at taking a job, it's not always just about the pay. Sometimes those benefits can have a great impact on your financial success. So, you know, like in our case, my husband took a job that doesn't pay a great salary, but the benefits are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So overall for our family, it made sense. So understand those different details about what comes out of your paycheck, what goes into your benefit package. Yeah. And I know that this is something that we actually help a lot of our clients out mm-hmm. with, right? So it's uh, that your pay stub is something that we tell people to have ready and bring along to our initial meetings because it is usually a huge point of education, yes. right? When we point out, okay, you know, this is, this is your taxes, you know, this is your, like you said, your Medicare, uh, you know, uh, tax as well and then talking through all their benefits mm-hmm. and just explaining to them okay the, this is these are the benefits that you have well and i think there have been many times where a client comes in and they think they're contributing a certain percentage to their employer plan and then i sit and do the math on the pay stub and i go hey this does not add up to what you thought i think you need to go back and double check and mm-hmm. they find out oh no i thought i had increased and i hadn't right so it's important to review that from time to time to just make sure you understand and if you've ever gotten hit with a big tax bill, it's probably that you had some things happening on your pay stub that you weren't aware of, like less being withheld than you normally would have had at different times. So it's important to pay attention to that, especially when you're starting a new job to make sure all the withholdings are what you expected. And and then also throughout the year, just to kind of spot check it. So usually you'll have you know, your obviously your, your income and that'll sometimes it gets broken out into different types of income, whether you are... Uh, working hourly and you do uh, overtime, right? So mm-hmm. there's a different rate for that, whether you're ho- holiday pay or sick yeah. time, like all the different things. Right? Well, in the case of my husband's, that's also how they track their time off. So mm-hmm. it's important that he makes sure that they're crediting him each time with the time off that he's earned so that he can continue to, you know, use it for things that we may need as a family. Right. Yeah. So if you're an hourly, uh, get paid hourly, then that's definitely something that you should be looking into each each paycheck and just making sure that you know, you're know you getting adequate compensation for your time mm-hmm. there. 
So you know, once once you have this knowledge, as far uh, as you know, your your pay stub, being familiar with it, making sure that the the benefits on there that those are all according to uh, to plan, then you know that can help you uh, in the process of fine tuning your elections on things like benefits, like mm-hmm. tax withholding, or you know retirement contributions, that kind of thing. I know that pretty recently I was going through through my benefits mm-hmm. and on my pay stub, and one of the things that I noticed it was that I was paying for for vision, and I'm like. You don't vision. Wear I don't have glass. I don't wear contacts. Like, I honestly, how did I can't, you get signed up for vision? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't so, get me wrong. I need it, but you having it doesn't make sense. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, I reached out to our HR and kind of talked uh, to them about that. We investigated a little bit. And it's uh, apparently it was just mistyped, and that's actually my dental that I'm paying for, which I have teeth, so that makes sense. That is, and I will say too, you know, if you are typically getting a huge refund every year you're giving the government an interest-free loan. And so mm-hmm. you may want to consider adjusting your withholdings over time to kind of fine-tune that so that you aren't getting a huge refund maybe, but keeping more spendable dollars in each pay period because we're all looking for ways to expand our income. That's one of those that can be overlooked and would really benefit you. Yeah. So other things, other benefits that you'll see on there, you know, obviously are things like you know, your health insurance. Mm-hmm. You're, you'll also probably see some uh, work-sponsored uh, life insurance mm-hmm. right whether that be you know 10,000 you know $50,000 or one times your salary that's kind of tip, what we typically see uh, then disability as well mm-hmm. uh, there will be some uh, you know work sponsored short term long term disability uh, and and then you'll also have the ability to to increase that right so mm-hmm. a lot of times what we talk to folks about is you know, once you start building family and uh, increasing in those responsibilities then, you know, those are things that you'll want to go back and make sure uh, to to review. Yes. And once you understand your pay stub and you understand what's on it, you also want to consider setting up automatic transfers and automatic payments. We talk about automating um, things in previous episodes, too. But if you haven't set up automatic transfers from your paycheck to the accounts they need to go into, that's one of the first things you need to do. It, you know, there are three transfers that in general we would say you might want to consider. First one is obviously to go to your checking account, whichever one pays your bills, Mm -hmm. setting it up to go directly to a savings account to keep you out of debt for emergencies. Um, And, you know, the third one would be your goals. It's also probably a savings type account, but keeping you moving toward the things that you're passionate about. If you have those broken out directly from your payroll to the the accounts, there's less risk of you kind of poaching into those right. each pay period. So you've got the ability to split those direct deposits usually as many ways as you want. Um, so why not consider maybe maybe those three as a starting point? Right, absolutely. And the other types of uh, direct automatic uh, transfers or you know the or payments are what we call subscriptions, right? Mm-hmm. So these these payments can really start adding up uh, over you know, every year, because it seems like every year you see, you kind of add one mm-hmm. and then somebody, a friend tells you about something new and then you're like, oh yeah, that sounds great. So you sign up for it. Ultimately you end up with over a dozen different subscriptions and you're paying hundreds of dollars. And I would things. say this goes into streaming services. You know, a lot of us have cut uh, yeah. off our cable oh, yeah. bill, but now we've got 10 streaming services that we're paying 10 bucks a piece for. Are we really saving money? No. You know, have a conversation with your family about which ones you guys actually watch and maybe cut off a couple of those to help you out on your budget. Yeah. And make sure you're not overpaying, right? So mm-hmm. shop around, you know, each year, make sure to do a little bit of homework just to see what other services are out there. There might be promotions, right? The way you can get a better deal for a certain amount of time, right? And that kind of thing. And also just make sure that you cut out what you're not using. So mm-hmm. it's probably been 
four months since I've listened to my last book on Audible, and I pay that <laughs> subscription every month. So that's fifteen, sixteen dollars that I'm really not taking much benefit in. But I am still kind of hoping. That so I will what we're going to have to do is hold you accountable before our next episode to make sure that you get that done. Yes, and that may help you too. If you have these things that you go, man, I really need to get X Y Z thing canceled. Bring your significant other or a friend into the mix and say, hey, I need you to hold me accountable and make sure I get this done. Because I will tell you when it comes to me, if I know I'm going to have to tell somebody I didn't do something, I'm more likely to get it done. That just we all wired that way. If I'm trying to eat healthy, I have to have an accountability partner. If I'm trying to reach a goal, I have to have an accountability partner because they will help me make the time for those things that I tend to just make excuses for instead. Exactly. Exactly. So the thing is, we want to make sure that you are living your best life and part of that is also just kind of having your back right so Mm -hmm. what do we mean by that monitoring accounts for suspicious charges so we live in a cashless world having a routine of checking your accounts cannot be overlooked i mean when i was little i say little (laughs) i'm I'm older now so (laughs) i can say that when i was in my 20s um i balanced my checkbook every single month you don't even have a checkbook do you i don't even know what that means that's what I figured because my niece the other day we were talking about something about paying a check and she goes I don't have checks and I was just like what <laughs> I use checks even now but that's okay um, but because we are in this cashless society it is very uncommon these days for someone to take the time to balance their checkbook I've gotten out of that habit and I've gotten back into trying to do that which is a challenge in and of itself um, but I will say I've caught things that I go man what is that and it has triggered some of those like subscriptions, which you're talking about. I'm paying, I was paying for a subscription to something called Noggin, which plays Dora. <laughs> I didn't even remember subscribing to it. Forget knowing that I was paying for it. But when I started paying attention to it, I was like, wait, I'm paying $6 a month so my daughter can watch 10 episodes of Dora. I'm sure we can get it off YouTube. And I was able to catch that and cancel it. Imagine how many things you might catch. Forget fraudulent stuff, but even stuff that is valid that you just didn't mm-hmm. realize. Maybe you did like a promotion and you forgot to turn it off before it canceled. If you're not watching your balance, how are you going to catch those things? Right. Yeah. And that's why budgeting is just even more important. Mm-hmm. Just going to throw that in there. <laughs> like and... we've mentioned it a couple times, you know. <laughs> and we're moving on. So uh, <laughs> biweekly is what we would recommend, right? Mm-hmm. So checking it. Uh, and it, however, if if you know you are somebody that just puts a lot on your card, whether that be for company expenses, whatever it is, then you know that might need more often, mm-hmm. um, you know, supervision there. And the reason so. we say biweekly is because if there is something fraudulent, you can respond to it quickly mm-hmm. and stop the flow. If you know if someone's gotten hold of your card information and they're buying things that you haven't approved, a lot can happen in a quick period of time. So if you're checking it biweekly you're more likely to catch it before it gets too crazy out of hand. Right. And if that seems a little too too much of a burden, then set up alerts to warn you of suspicious mm-hmm. charges, right? Sophisticated tools have allowed for a higher degree of tailoring so you can uh, get it to where you only get notified for the things that you want to know. Yeah. Like a possible 3 a.m. run to Taco Bell. Yeah, well, I can tell you I have mindset, not for Taco Bell runs, but I have mindset that any charge over $100 alerts me. So if there's ever a large charge on my account, on my and this is on my debit card, if there's anything over $100, it alerts me so that I can just verify that it was accurate. Because mm-hmm. in my ha- past, I've had my card information um, compromised before. So that's something I set up a long time ago, and I think it's super helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, what's our last topic here? 
giving your dollars a job. I know it sounds silly. Obviously, they can't work for you like they can't go to your yard work. But oh, no, they do. They do. But they do work for you. Um, <laughs> do you know what your dollars are doing? That sounds like, do your parents know where you are? <laughs> do you know what your dollars are doing in their free time? Um, I know that sounds silly, but think about it. Nothing useful. Yeah, right? nothing if, useful. If you're not paying attention to them. So let's make sure you find a place for them. This is the basic concept of a zero-sum budget. You know, first you've got to define your income. You've got to understand what your income is. And if you have fluctuating income like we do, Mm -hmm. what I always encourage people to do is base your budget on your base. Base your budget on your base, your goals for your surplus. Okay. So if you plan your budget around the lowest amount you could make per month, then you've got all this surplus margin room that that windfall money, the extra stuff can go towards your other goals. Um, So you've got to understand your income first. And then you've got to take out your essentials. So this is just like anything else. You've got to prioritize your dollars. If you prioritize the things that you know you've got to spend, we would call this required income. Then you know that in what you make each month minus that leaves you X number of dollars. And then you decide how those dollars are going to be spent. Mm-hmm. You want to first take care of your savings or taking care of your debt, whichever one of those you're working on. If both, cool, do that. Um, and then once you've taken care of the essentials, you're required the goals that you're working towards, then you get to have fun with the leftover part. Right. That's the part where you get to decide what fun things you're going to do that month. And it, taking the time to do that, it's not like we're asking you to, you know, literally know every single penny. We're asking you to prioritize your pennies. Yeah, exactly. And this is the the structure of the zero sum budget, right? Mm-hmm. So in uh, if you've ever wondered or if you're you know curious about what that means, uh, that that was what Teresa just went over. That was the exact structure. So at the very top, you start with your income, and you know that can be uh, whether that you get paid weekly or biweekly or mm-hmm. monthly, right? That's that's that amount, right? Your take home, and then you just subtract the amount of the essentials, then you subtract the amount of savings, and you've got this running tally uh, of your your you know balance after you subtract each one of these items. And what you're left with is your fun money. And if there's not any leftover, then maybe for a short period of time, adding some income through a second job or some sort of side hustle might make sense for you or cutting some of those expenses. You know, you've got both of those options to utilize to do that. And and often if you can make changes for a short period of time, you'll find that you didn't miss the thing you thought you couldn't live without. Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess it's time for our two cents. Yeah. So structure doesn't have to be rigid. And as of this recording, we don't know of anyone who has ever been hurt by structure. (laughs) On the contrary, not a structure, but structure within their finances. Let me be clear. (laughs) But on the contrary, it can only help if you, it can't help you if you don't have a process yet to go ahead and create one, to put some structure in your finances, to understand your paycheck, and to really put those dollars to work for you month to month. Exactly. So does looking at your pay stub make you feel like you're reading some sort of like computer code or something like that? We understand. So reach out to your HR department or a colleague at work who can help explain it to you. Have more questions about how this might apply to your unique situation? Well, make sure to let us know. Give us a call. And we are here to help you. We are so happy that you joined us today on our journey to help you make more sense of your paycheck and what to do with it. Do you want to know what financial wellness and self-care have in common? Join us next week to find out. Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. 
And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.